Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, everyone. Kaylin Patterson of the O'Callaghan Clan. The O'Patterson. Yeah, something like that. Kaylin Patterson of Midwest Muscle and People Pay Real Talk. It's kind of that kind of day, right? Yeah. You'll like it and you'll love it. Let's all enjoy it and want more of it. <laughs> Anywho, this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are a athlete, I guess, or somebody, or somebody who wants to be fit, no, I'm kidding, <laughs> and you're looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your goals like what does a right? Like a Mack truck through ice cream. That's right. Great snickerdoodle flavor. Snickerdoodle flavor. Chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate. Snicker. Doodle. Snicker. Doodle. Snicker. 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 Doodle. Doodle. Snicker. Snicker. Doodle. 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 Anywho. Check us out at peoplebemuscle.com. Now let's chit chat out with the banter. <laughs> yeah. Hello, hello, that's all right. Yes. <laughs> let's do. And uh, everybody put your hands together for our little impromptu jam session <laughs> from Mr. O'Kellen O'Patterson tonight. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> awesome. Gotta love it. Got to love it. I am fantastic, and I am excited that we are reviving a little something that we started um, not too far back in the day, but it seems like it, and that is the P4P roll call. Yes, Kalen Patterson? It it really does seem like a long time ago, but it hasn't been that long. Okay, it does. I thought that was a hey, Des, but it wasn't it does. Okay, sorry about that. And that is, so getting back to our revival of the P4P Roll Call. And that is where we highlight P4P sponsored athletes. And we happen to have a P4P sponsored athlete on the airwaves with us tonight. Kaylin, why don't you set us up? This is an energetic young lady, and she's been uh, super hyped to do a lot of things. And uh, it, it, it shows in everything she's doing. And I, I was just uh, taken aback. I got to admit, when we when we saw her in the, in person, and the first thing she said is, "I listen to you guys all the time," and I was kind of weird because Des never believed me when I tell that we have such like ha- happy listeners and and so many people that keep up with us. It was kind of awkward <laughs> for her to actually have to uh, accept that I knew a little bit about what I was talking about. And uh, this lady has just been a gem for everybody she's been dealing with. And after Des gives me my uh, kudos for doing what I did, uh, we'll uh, go up from there. Yeah. So, Des, uh, give me my props, and then uh, let's get this show started with Michelle. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I think someone has had his snickerdoodle plus his all shucks tonight and just a little bit full of himself. Just a little bit, oh. yes, not oh. the alter ego, but good job, Kaylin. <laughs> good job for getting Miss Michelle Leanne on the show. Michelle, how are you doing tonight? Great, it's great to be here. Thanks, guys. 
Awesome. Well, I am super excited that you are on the show, and Kaylin did a great job in getting you here to share with all of us tonight. So please do us a favor and share a little bit about yourself uh, with everyone in listener land so they can get an idea of who they're going to be hearing from tonight. Sure. Um, So I'm a natural bodybuilder. I competed in my first show back in August. It was the P4P Undefeated Show at Ho-Chunk, Wisconsin Dells. And uh, I competed in figure novice and figure open, um, placed second in novice and fourth in the open. So I got to take home some hardware, which was pretty cool for my first show. Um, that's, uh, that's me as an athlete. I really enjoy lifting. I enjoy the process of building muscle, and I, I actually really enjoyed the cut, too, which sounds kind of weird, but, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the P4P show was an amazing experience, and uh, I've really enjoyed creating new relationships and, and learning from everybody that I've met along the way. Um, me as, as a person, when I'm not doing my athlete stuff, uh, I am, I'm a single mom, I have a full-time job, and, you know, I enjoy podcasts and books, uh, being outside, going to events, and uh, as we all do, I love to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'll hear you on that one. I'll hear you on that one. So we have, well, actually, the first question we have um, is one of mine. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer Michelle? Is it Michelle Leanne? How should we be addressing you tonight? Just Michelle. Okay, cool, because I, I can do the whole gamut, but I just want to be sure we have that right. Okay, Michelle, we already have some sure. listener questions rolling in. This one's from Alicia, and she wants to know if you're attached to Sigma Fit and what you think about their clothing and their awesome, not to, you know, influence you in any way, but their awesome backpack. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so um, I actually met uh, Sigma Fit at the uh, – bodybuilding show P4P back in August and I uh, got talking with Omar and um, set something up with them uh, as far as the sponsorship goes. So I uh, did some modeling for them and uh, got to be really involved in their process with their Kickstarter and really geeked out with Omar about the uh, the tech part. <laughs> the, the bag was pretty cool. Um, their, their clothing line is really awesome. It's their philosophy of uh, what can your clothing do for you or what can the gym bag do for you. So they have that bag of like uh, cleaning their clothes, <laughs> their shoes, like you can put your stinky gym shoes in there with a little uh, light and it, and it cleans them for you <laughs> so you don't have to worry about it. And it's, it's pretty cool. And they're very, um, they're very progressive with their stuff. And I have to say it was a pleasure working with them and, and I hope to continue that relationship and uh, see what they come up with next. Wow, I'm I'm impressed already. Um, dang, and and then like <laughs> Dad and I got to see uh, a lot of the backpack, and uh, I I definitely put their clothing through the, the through the ringer when I was uh, you know trying to find out if they were legit or not, and I, I definitely mm-hmm. got to say hands down they are legit, and it's nice that you're getting around such good people. It, what, what I'm interested in is, you know, with, with your drive and energy, like you said, you're a single mom, wh- where do you find the time? You know, you just have to make the things that are important to you priorities. So 
Like I, I have certain times blocked off where I'm one-on-one focused uh, with my son, and then I have times where I'm one-on-one focused with my lifting or my, you know, my job. So I try to try to divvy up the time so that the right the right amount of focus is given to each task, and that helps a lot. So you're not trying to do too many things at once. You're not really giving your, your full effort to anything. You know, and that is that is super important. I mean, it, it to anybody, but especially as a single parent, being able to, you know, prioritize and make time for the things that you consider to be priorities, it's not always an easy task, when there are, especially when there are so many distractions out there. And I'm not talking about... Um, you know, your son, because I don't consider children to be a distraction. But, uh, you know, there's always just a lot going on. And so I always give, you know, props to all of our athletes out there who who find a way to make it work. Um, But before we go too far forward, I need to take us a step back because we still have a question lingering out here with regard to you and Sigma Fit, and you had reference that you had done some modeling for them, and uh, our listeners, including Alicia, um, they want to hear a little bit more about that story. Was it a photo shoot, or what kind of modeling did you do, and how did that all come about? Sure. So uh, when they were going to um, kickstart their bag, which they already went through the Kickstarter program, uh, hit their goals, which was awesome. Uh, they they had an opportunity for uh, some of their athletes uh, to go to Chicago, and they had three different locations where they did three different photo shoots, and I was lucky enough to be in all three of the shoots. Uh, they, Very cool. They had several, yeah, they had several different people. Um, uh, 2.0, who was dancing, Ryan, who was dancing at the uh, P4P show, he was there. Um, that was a lot of fun, and some of the athletes from the Chicago area came to. So I got to meet some some new people and see some familiar faces, but uh, had a blast. I mean, we just had fun with it, you know, played around the different poses, different uh, different areas, uh, waterfalls and and staircases and all kinds of stuff. So it was it was a lot of fun, and we got to learn a lot about um, about their program and what their goals were and about each other. So. All right, very cool. Okay, our next question is from James, and he wants to know how you got started in the sport of natural bodybuilding. Sure. Uh, so I fell in love with lifting a few years ago and just kind of learned on my own and tried to really dedicate myself to um, being symmetrical and and gaining muscle and doing all these things in a progressive way, uh, learning the why behind everything that I was doing, whether it was mobility work or if it was hypertrophy training or strength training and kind of seeing like where my niche was and uh, saw the opportunity for a posing seminar, which was uh, through P4P and thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. You know, I've done some research. I know what, what it entails and, uh, Peter Fishin was hosting um, a lecture at the same time. So I thought, well, this guy knows what he's talking about. It'd be great to, to meet him in person, hear what he has to say, kind of get an insider view on, on all aspects of posing and, and prep and see if it's something that I'm interested in and meet these people uh, who are already involved and established in that community, see if I like them. So I showed up to the seminar 
not knowing anybody, <laughs> all by myself, <laughs> and was so welcomed, and everybody was super nice. They answered all of my questions, uh, like nothing was off limits. Uh, they, they were very supportive. They weren't pushy in any way, and, and I thought, okay, this is really good, and I think I'm going to do this. And then listening to Peter Fitchin's uh, lecture, I was like, yeah, I have a really good grasp of this. Like everything he says lines up with what I've learned and what I think about this. I think i got to do it. So signed up that day and said, okay, I'm going to start changing my habits. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a little bit more dialed in and fine-tuned, and I'm going to be ready for that show in August. And whether I'm still a little heavy or whether, you know, I, I don't look 100% the way I want to, like I'm going to go for the experience and I'm going to try it, and then I'm going to take notes, and I'm going to get better for next time. And that's exactly what happened. All right, and that's fantastic. And you know, and that's exactly the attitude to have throughout this whole process. And I was so happy to hear that um, that you were brave enough to embark on this experience, not really knowing anything about it or anyone, because I feel like that can be an inhibitor, to folks and maybe they're on the fringes of natural bodybuilding. They kind of think about it, but then they have that attitude, well, I don't know anything about it. I don't know how to get started. And, you know, they kind of talk themselves out of it before they even have a yeah. chance to understand whether or not the sport's really for them. And sometimes, guys, you just have to be brave, whether it's, you know, a situation like Michelle was describing or just anything in life that's a new experience, it's different, you're not sure about it. Um, you know, just you got to put yourself out there sometimes because you just don't know what you might be missing. And, you know, in this instance for Michelle, it was a fantastic experience. I can't guarantee it's always going to be that way, but um, <laughs> even in bad experiences, it gives you an opportunity to, you know, find somebody who's better <laughs> than, than where you started, and you can still end up with a good experience out of it, but... Anyway, I'm rattling sure. on here, but that is fantastic. And, you know, and our listeners think so too. Lisa, giving some props here to uh, P4P Undefeated. She says, I know you guys, meaning Kaylin and I, have given props to the P4P show, but it's nice to hear from a competitor what it was like to be in that show. And um, I know, guys, we're on P4P Real Talk, but if that show hadn't been phenomenal, Kaylin and I wouldn't have said so. Um, exactly. You know, they're they're our sponsor, but they don't they don't hold our feet to the fire to say anything. And it just really was that great of a show. I mean, and nothing to do with the affiliation with the boys. Um, it was just a good show. And I I mean, Michelle, tell us if, tell us if we're blowing smoke here. I mean, you've already said that it was the tr from the training before the show to the show itself. You enjoyed yourself, but kind of let folks know your experience there. Um, well, I knew it was going to be a great show just because being at the seminar and meeting uh, meeting everybody and already knowing what their demeanor was and what they wanted to do and what their goals were for the sport, like you just knew it was going to be great. And I went to a lot of different building bodybuilding shows to check it out to see the different poses, to see the flow of, 
of how how they introduce <laughs> athletes, how the athletes come out, um, how they're standing in between. So I, I was kind of doing my research on checking out some shows, and there were, some were better than others, <laughs> and there were different divisions and stuff. But walking in to Ho Chunk and seeing their layout and the custom built stage and and all of that stuff, it just blew my mind. I was like, this was the right show to pick <laughs> because all the other ones, like, okay, maybe there was a lot of um, a lot of dead air or some fumbling or they they didn't have any of that. It was you were constantly entertained. Uh, they had great lights. They had they had great layout. They had a really awesome stage. Um, and okay, here's the Bye, thing DJ. that that got me was. All of the athletes got to pick their own music. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And that doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen. No, the the amateurs don't get to pick their music. Like it just doesn't happen. But they they surprised us. uh, I think maybe a month before the show, they said, "Hey, you know, amateurs get to do that too." And I was like, "Cool. (laughs) This is this is even better than I thought." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they had a lot of a lot of really good things going on, and uh, I know they had swag and they had um, reasonable ticket prices and the whole thing. It was really awesome. Yeah, and and these are the things that go into competition and and deciding which show. But one of the things I'm going to go back to is what what you guys had talked about earlier, and what Des pointed out is you know even though things might not take turn out the way you want at a show you still have to have the right mentality and mindset to even go into it. But, you know, a lot of us, I've seen people destroy their motivation and everything else by wanting to compete but also wanting to win big. And if you don't really know what you're getting into, that's a really hard spot to be mentally to say I have to win it all even though I don't have a clue as to what I'm getting into. So, you know, with that mindset of, you know, I'm going to just do my best and push myself my the hardest, you're doing it to an understanding that's not a full understanding of what you're actually doing. So there's going to be some setbacks that you don't expect, and there's going to be an, out, there's going to be an outcome that might not be to your liking. But if you go into it with the right mindset, you can still push through it in a successful way. Because, you know, it's – it's Dad and I have seen it plenty of times where – one person basically said, I'm given everything for this show, and they win it all. But that's not the case for every time that happens. If it were, it would be an amazing thing, and you'd have some coaches scratching their head as to how that would happen. There's a lot that goes into it, and you have to have a good mindset in the process. So, Michelle, I, you know, hats off for that, and I love that mindset, and you can only get better because of it. That's- yeah, Absolutely. I I would say that, like, for this sport, you have to have a growth mindset. Like, if you have that victim mentality of, uh, oh, I didn't win, this person was not better than me. You know, like, you can get sucked into that. I've seen athletes do that where they get really sour because they didn't get first place. But if you have that growth mindset, you think, okay, these are the things I can work on to get better, and you come back competing against yourself. You're not focused on the Are other you- people. You focus on yourself and you say, okay, this was the best I could do this time around, but I'm going to work on these things and get better for next time. Having that growth mindset is a huge difference. And I know um, when you were talking earlier about a lot of people 
think about doing the bodybuilding shows, but then they kind of let it die or they, they back out at the last minute. And there was a quote um, that I like to, to go back to all the time, and it's that doubt kills more dreams than failure ever would. And I think that a lot mm-hmm. of people, they say, oh, I'm going to do a cut, and they start cutting, and then they just give up, and they never go back to it. And, you know, if it, if something was hard about it, it's meant to be challenging. It's meant to to challenge you and for you to adapt and overcome and and make you a better person because all those experiences, like you, there's something to learn from every experience and there's something to learn from everybody. So everybody that you meet in these shows or uh, posing seminars or, or just down the street, like you can learn something from that person and every experience, good or bad, you're going to get something out of that if you have that growth mindset. Absolutely. No doubt, no doubt. Agree 100% with everything you just said. Um, I'm going to move us on to our next question, though, and this one is from Brent. And Brent, this is a good question because there's probably a lot of people out there wondering the same thing. He says, I know people might have asked this before, but I'm a first-time listener, so welcome to P4P Real Talk, Brent. We are happy to have you. Thank you for tuning in with us. He wants to know, why do natural when the enhanced life gives people results sooner. What do we think about that, guys? Michelle, we'll start with you. Uh, Can you repeat it? You said, why do naturals? Yep, he said, why do natural? Why be a natural bodybuilding competitor when the enhanced realm um, provides or offers results sooner? Oh, sure. Well, and I'll even, attend, uh, I'll even take it a step further, not only results yeah. sooner, but the perceived, um, the perceived, well, it's not even perceived. Right now it's true. And, and more perks for the big-time athletes. So why don't we just throw it all out there while we're talking about it? Go ahead, Michelle. Sure. Well, um, if, if you're thinking short-term and you want to do a bunch of damage to your body, that's going to be really hard to recover from because you just want validation right now. <laughs> so by all means, you know, feel free to use steroids or growth hormones, whatever. But if you want to feel good, if you want to be an athlete that's healthy and you don't just want to look good, you also want to feel good and you want to actually be healthy and you want to have that longevity in the sport, and in life in general, <laughs> it's better to be a natural athlete. Um, there's a lot that comes into play when you start messing with hormones and the recovery from the use of hormones is, is, a, is a long road. It's very, um, it destroys a lot of things in your body. It's very bad for you. KP? I'll let the ladies go first and then I'll, I'll, pay, I'll piggyback you guys. Hello? I'm sorry, what did you say? Yes, I'm sorry. I said, I'll let you the ladies say? go first, and then I'll piggyback you. Okay. And you know, so I will jump in here briefly um, because we've got more questions that we need to get to. But, you know, everything Michelle said is 100% true. I mean, in my book, health is the number one reason that I would say natural is the way to go. Also, longevity in the sport with your health. 
um, a lot of what we talk about here is all tied into health and wellness and being a better you, whether you're an athlete or not, because we have a lot of listeners that just either love an athlete or just love the sport, but they're not actually interested in competing. And it it's tough when you love a sport, like we love natural bodybuilding, and you see that there are a lot of people out there that think the enhanced realm is the route to go because they can look bigger faster and if you make it far in the enhanced um, competitive community at the moment there are a lot more perks if you will but at what cost and it all comes back down to health I mean in simple terms that's what it means to me Kalen my first answer and, and foremost answer is death and I personally have known or been around at least 23 people that have lost their lives to steroid and hormone use, whether it had been cancer, whether it had been tumors, enlarged hearts, uh, failed livers, uh, failed kidneys, or sometimes all of the above. And, you know, it's like a lottery of bad decisions, and it takes its toll on the body. And like Michelle was saying, the, the, the payout is never what you get with whether it be, you know, likes, and I can't imagine, you know, just doing, ruining your body for a like on a social media. Um, there's so much damage uh, to family, to friends, to loved ones, to your own body. It's much more bad than good. And, you, yeah, you get the accolades when your body's basically dealing with your drug abuse, but you got to pay back, and your body has to owe up to what it's been giving out. And it might be a mental decision, but your body is the part that takes the beating. And it's just never a good thing to watch somebody with the appearance of good health be killing themselves and dying inside. And it's just too much to walk back to think everything's going to be okay. And even the people that have survived the drug abuse their bodies are still suffering. And I know plenty of people that can no longer produce testosterone being on the male side when where they have to basically, they're forcing to have, they're forcing their bodies to have to take the testosterone shots just to even be considered men by scientific standards. And if you think about that, that's, that's, that's shocking. And, and, and they don't come forward because of the shame and speak out more to basically keep others from making that same destructive choice. And it's just hard to watch. And, I mean, there's some people I've had to distance myself from because I don't want to go through that 24th death and funeral. It's just gotten too hard for me. So, you know, if it's a personal choice, it'll never be. Because I've just seen too much destruction to ever want to make that a part of my life or the people that know me. I can't imagine destroying that trust. I can't imagine destroying my own life, and I can't imagine destroying friendships because of the choices that I have to make to keep my drug use active. Yes? And just one last parting thought on this. I mean, there are a lot of enhanced athletes that will say, we don't know what we're talking about. They've been using their they've been using they've been using steroids for quite a while they're healthy they're fine 
All of the major athletes, they're healthy, they're fine. Um, there are safety precautions. If you know what you're doing, you can use the steroids and your health will be just maybe to a certain degree they've experienced that. But there are so many other individuals out there who have come up on the short end of the stick of that decision. And do you want to be that person? And I, I mean, would that's a question you really have to a, ask yourself. There's a level <laughs> of integrity as well. Yes. Because when you're a natural athlete, you're doing the work, you're getting the results from the effort that you put in versus, oh, this person took steroids and it worked for them and it, they look huge now. Uh, you you have that level of integrity and you can know that this this was all you, not some, some drugs that you just took. Anybody can take a drug, but not everybody can put in the hard work and the dedication that it takes to be a successful natural athlete. And as far as perks go, um, where P4P is going and what they're doing with with their opportunities that they're presenting to the world, I mean, there's there's a lot more there than there used to be. That is true, too. That is true, too. So, yeah, that's what we have to say about that, guys. But, I mean, there's plenty there. If you look for it, if you do your homework, you're going to find. You're going to find people with pros. You're going to find the cons. And, again, just make educated decisions. For us, for these three people that you're listening to on the airways right now, the decision is to be natural and and that's the right um you know, the right direction for us. Kalen? Yeah, I, I remember uh Andrea Castillo when she had brought, when we asked her about this on the show. And, you know, she was saying if you had any other addiction Everyone would be speaking out and speaking up. And I remember they they even had a show I used to watch called Intervention where they would say, you know, with the damage that's being done or the risk of the damage that could be done, stop it. Don't do it. And I was always thinking of the point of, you know, if we wanted assembly line competitors, then why even have athletes just get robots out there with the same look and see who can basically do better with uh, whatever's being injected or pumped in them because natural athletes are unique in their physiques, and that's what makes a human body look so spectacular when it's up on stage because you've worked the muscle to the best that it could be, and people get to see the hard work you've done. When you're talking about a doctor's prescription, you're basically doing assembly line production work and, you know, basically just putting a different coat of paint on it, but every car pretty much looks the same because they're getting the same drug from the same doctor. And if you get a unique drug or concoction that you survive, maybe you might look a little different, then you're called like the the winner. And you, you really think about that. You're winning at death. And for some way, in some reason, in some form, somebody objects because they've made that choice to destroy their body, and they don't want to face the music of their life possibly ending, so you just keep the charade going. I can't sugarcoat this. I can't say, you know, oh, you know, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot wrong with that choice, and you're killing yourself, and you're, you're destroying a lot of people's lives in the process 
that you can't even imagine, especially your children if you have children involved. There's no good that comes from this. And, and, and when you when we're constantly saying or deflecting and saying, you know, but that's their choice, yes, it's always a choice to do drugs. But when you keep when we try to make it look like this is some kind of reward for it, it amazes me that we can still say with good conscience that this is okay. And I, I just can't. And, and the more I learn about it and the more I see people dying and the more destruction that happens from this, I, I, I become even more cold-hearted toward it. I, I don't want to say cold-hearted, hard-hearted, where I just cannot see speaking lightly of this or basically deferring or deflecting. It's just it's too late in life, and you have children now that are making that choice because they've watched their parents do it or they're taking the drugs from their parents. And I, I know Dad has heard this before, but I'd like for Michelle to hear this because when I was up at L.A. Fitness in uh, Tenley Park, that's in Illinois, and to hear a child asking his dad if he needed assistance in injecting, injecting the steroids into his buttocks, it broke my heart to hear that. And I, I just can't imagine where this is a normal part of society. Yes? Well, well I hear you. Um, all I'm going to say, folks listening out there, if you're debating, you are making a very serious decision on your life and on your health, so please don't take it lightly. Um, and I'm going to leave that at that. You know, it's a heavy subject. It's hard to transition from. Um, but we're going to attempt to make that transition, and we're going to move the focus back to our guest tonight. <laughs> and uh, but we, you know, we talk about this consistently over a lot of shows. So keep tuning yeah. in, and uh, you'll 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 hear about it again. Don't worry. Um, we still up. And if you don't want to hear it about it again, you've been forewarned. Okay, this next oh, question, Michelle, this one is again. for you. <laughs> It's from Lainey. Um, I think it's Lainey, possibly Lanny. I apologize. Um, anybody who's been listening for any length of time knows that I can be treacherous with a name. Um, question. As a competitor in seeing how shows continue to improve, will you make better choices or maybe it's more along the lines of how will you continue to choose, what criteria will you use to choose the best shows for you to compete in? Sure. Uh, I'm going to stay competing naturally, of course. And um, a lot of it, like I'm hooked on P for P. So my first, <laughs> my first choice of show is going to be them because they're only going to get even better every year. Um, but there, yeah. there are other shows that I would consider too. And uh, a lot of it has to do. Um, so one of the things that crossed my mind when I was looking into this was the the potential bias for judges. And there's a lot of revamping right now uh, with judging panels. And I know that P4P made it a big deal that their judging panel was going to be extremely fair. And um, judges go through certain processes and uh, there has to be consistency throughout the, the judging criteria and um, what you're seeing as far as you know if it's if it's six judges think 
all the same way and then there's one that's really far out there, they're going to look at that one judge and see if they should actually continue judging. Um, so a fair judging panel is a, is a huge factor, I think, in a show. Uh, you don't want somebody scoring a person higher just because they trained them or they know them. Um, I think that's a big one. Yes. Yep, no doubt. <clears throat> you know, and sometimes that scenario, that scenario happens. I've uh, I've lived through it. I had uh, one show where I was um, consistently first or second across the majority of the judges. You know, they vacillate back and forth, and I had one that dropped me down to fifth. Yes, and I know what show you're talking about. So. <laughs> And, or maybe it was even sixth. I don't know, but it was it was just like you know you're it looking at the scores, judges' comments, and then all of a sudden you just see that boom, and you're like, what the heck um, mm-hmm. was he seeing that not everybody was seeing? And I mean, I don't even say that because it was me, but it's just an example of that's what happened. And I didn't oh, I win did. that show. I I came in second, but um, you know it was just one of those like you know, you're just a little taken aback, like, oh, my gosh, what was he judging based on that not everyone else was? So it's those types of examples that they're consistently working to improve. And, no, they're not looking for the cookie-cutter judge that's just going to go along with what everybody else is saying. So, I mean, you know, the other judges in that instance, they I wasn't first across the board. I wasn't second across the board. They, they had their differing opinions, but at least they had me, you know, in it for echelon, and then boom, I was six. Um, you know, so it's just always interesting when that happens. Um, but one of the criteria, a lot of times what they will do then is they will throw out their high score, they'll throw out the low score, and then it's all the scores in between that determine what that placement will be. So, um, but, you know, there's that that uh, that safety net in there uh, in that kind of situation also. But it's always just a little, I guess, interesting, I will say, if you see that come across your, your scoring sheet. Kalen? Well, I, I know what you're talking about, and I'm not going to call the dude out because basically it's a waste of time. Um, what what I was going to say is, you know, there's a lot of things that happen, and and with, with Earl DePearl being who he was, he breaks it down really nice, and I'm so thankful that for the first year show that they had such a great head judge on top of all that because he will do an override and he will call out the judges if they screw it up because that's one of the biggest things that he's always talked about and kept close to his heart, that these athletes work hard and they deserve to be scored correctly. And even if it means five or ten extra minutes sometimes on stage and sometimes, you know, during the the intermission, where it takes a little longer and the show has to start a little bit later. It has to be scored correctly, or we haven't had a show. We've had a farce. And and when you think in that fashion, you're going to get it right because that's your goal. If you're thinking to get the show done and, you know, hand out trophies, then you'll do that as well. But I, I love the fact and the format that P4B presented. Not only are we giving the audience something that they will enjoy that they took care of the competitors to ensure that they enjoyed it as well. And Des and I have said it many times in the past, without the athletes, you don't have a show. You just have an event that nobody showed up to. So if you're not doing everything and covering all the bases, then you're not really doing a show. And I, I love what JB said. You know, Even though they had poured their heart into this show, 
JB had still said even at the end, he realized there were certain things that they needed to improve on. So that lets you know where their hearts are and, and what the guys, the PPP guys are willing to do to make sure the athletes are addressed. That's all right, gotcha. So Brenda's got a follow-up question to our discussion here, and she is wondering about criteria. What is it? So, Michelle, let's kind of start with you. You are a figure competitor, so share a little bit with our listeners <clears throat> who are newer to the sport um, what criteria you are judged on. Sure. So uh, you can – Google it, there's lists and stuff, but basically they're looking for uh, symmetry and overall appearance. Um, they're looking for muscle definition and also depending on the division, you're going to have different posing, uh, but they do mm-hmm. want you to have your posing down. And I would say that as you're doing your research, uh, you kind of need to understand that there's there's an element of smoke and mirrors with it. So um, say you're facing straight forward, but you're on the end uh, of a line of people on the stage. So you're on the far left or the far right, and you're facing straight on to the audience, but the judges are um, to your right or to your left because you're you're not straight in the middle. You you actually have to turn your body a little bit to actually have the judges see you straight on. So there's little things like that that you kind of have to, to learn as you talk with other competitors and people who have experienced different things. Um, I found it extremely helpful going to the posing seminars because you learn what the poses are. You You get to network and ask questions from people who have, have been doing this forever, and um, that's really your your best resource is is being in that in that atmosphere and taking advantage of those opportunities to to learn an experience for yourself versus just googling a list and saying okay I have to be symmetrical I have to have muscle and be toned. <laughs> it's it's a whole different <laughs> thing to actually have a conversation with somebody about it who who has that experience. So. That would be my recommendation. Get out there and yeah. and see what it's all about. No doubt. Good feedback. KP, what do you have to add? Yeah, um, one of the things that I've learned over the years is that people without information or without the understanding of criteria always seem to want to go back to the drawing board and get, quote, unquote, bigger. And many times I've seen where that's the least of their worries because the size is always there basically just matching the criteria of what you want to compete in. So it, it's it's good to know criteria. It's good to basically ask ahead of time. There's nothing worse than asking after the judge's decision is finalized. So, you know, like, like Michelle was just saying, get in there, do your homework, do your research. I, uh, I always uh, applaud Angela Proyo because she was one of the ones that basically – did everything possible to understand exactly what that show was asking. So when she stepped on stage, she could present exactly what they were looking for. And that's not something that can be taken lightly. She's been a winner, and she's done it simply because she knew what they expected and what they were looking for. So she didn't basically get a cheat sheet, but she did get the idea of what was expected, and that's what she tried to bring to the stage. 
And uh, I know Des and I have talked about this in the past where you have an expectation of what's expected, and then right on the day of the show, the judges don't line up to what was expected. And that always throws a monkey wrench in the, in the game because then people are left scratching their heads saying, you know, well, what the heck? And I know that uh, that's one of the things that Earl is always pushing out there is, you know, what is expected of the organization and what the, the organization expects from the athletes. And it had, it had better line up come show day. And I, I love him for that because, you know, he stays consistent with regardless of what's presented on stage. If it doesn't match up to the criteria, then they score accordingly. And that's a beautiful thing about, like, what Michelle was saying. If you research the judges, then they should be judging correctly, not basically looking for what's best on stage, even if it doesn't fit the criteria of what's expected in that category. Yes? All right. So just, Brenda, hopefully we've answered your question, but if we've talked a little bit around it or above it, um, I'm just going to throw in. So judging criteria is the roadmap that the judges have to compare athletes apples to apples. And so there are the different categories, as Michelle had um, alluded to. So for females, there's bikini, figure, physique, and bodybuilding. For men, you have physique, classic physique, and um, bodybuilding. And each have different requirements. And so basically that's another way of another word for criteria, I guess, or requirements you have to have for your given category. Some you have to have more muscle. Um, The posing is different for each category, sometimes a little bit, sometimes a lot. Um, You know, the suits, your posing suit can vary. But symmetry, meaning how balanced is your body? Is your upper body the same size as your lower body? Um, Is your muscle as big as it needs to be? Some categories, the muscle requirements are not um, as full. And you don't want striations. You don't want to be overly lean. Um, Where in other categories, you want all the striations, as big as muscle as you can get, and Um, you know, be super ripped, be super, super, super lean. Um, Posing is different, but everybody wants their posing to be on because if you can't demonstrate all the hard work you did in the gym and in dieting and then with your nutrition because you can't show it off through your posing, then the judges are at a disadvantage in being able to score you correctly. So that's just a little more about um, the judging criteria, gives the judge a roadmap so they can be consistent in comparing athletes. Um, this next question is a fun one. It's from Drew. He says, I'm a guy, but I have to ask, how much practice has to happen for women to pose so well in heels? And they're five-inch heels, mind you. I think I would break my ankle. Michelle, what do you have to add to that? <laughs> um, well, I would say that I, I'm not a person who wears heels. Like, I just, I'm, I'm tennis shoes all the time. <laughs> And uh, what I did was I actually went out and I bought, instead of the stiletto-type heels, it's really thin, I actually bought um, like a blockier heel, and I had no issues with stability. I've seen, I've seen girls uh, walking out on the stage. The stage is slippery. you got tan and sweat and all kinds of stuff happening up there. It can get really slick. So I knew that for me not, not being well-practiced with heels – that I needed something a little bit thicker and more stable to stand on. And, uh, I mean, you have to look really close to notice the difference, if at all. So I kind of got around that one. (laughs) (laughs) So you did. 
Um, I, you know, (laughs) Drew, I mean, posing is so important, whether you're in heels or not, because not every category for females requires heels. Um, You just want to continually practice it. But the heel does throw in a little bit of a rip. So if you're not used to wearing heels normally, um, it's going to take more of an F because there is balance, I would say, especially for bikini girls. There there Mm -hmm. is a little more finesse in their posing, a little more footwork, um, you know, a little more turning in different ways, if you will, to show off different aspects of their physique, whereas figure, it's, it's more structured. You can still have finesse, but their poses are a little more structured than the bikini ladies, but you want to be able to keep your balance in all of it. You want to be able to look like you can walk gracefully in the hills. So if that doesn't come natural to you, um, you definitely want to put in the time because your posing needs to look like second nature. It, It should be an extension of you. You want it to look like you're not even thinking about it. It's that smooth and seamless. So it's a it's a big deal, and it requires a lot of time. Some ladies more than others just because of what they're normally used to wearing as footwear, but uh, it requires a lot of time. So we're speaking of time, we're running short on that time. Michelle, 2019 is around the corner. What can we expect from you? In next year, well, are you going to be stepping back on stage, or is it going to be still an improvement season? What you got? Sure. So 2019 is going to be an improvement season for me. Um, I definitely have some events lined up. I'm going to be going to some strength seminars and probably the Arnold, um, the Chicago Fit Expo, things like that. Uh, so I've got a lot of a lot of networking and uh, and learning. Um, along the way here, and I'll be at the P4P show, probably in the audience, maybe maybe helping out with, uh, with Sigma Fit or helping out with P4P or even Seth Madison because I've had some involvement with them. Um, in any capacity that I can help with the show, I'm, I'm going to be there because I believe what these guys are doing, and I, I like the direction that it's going, and... Um, Hopefully, I'll be heading the stage the year after. So. All right. Very cool. Um, we have time here to squeeze in another question. Uh, this one is from Sheila. She wants to know, how has your competing affected your relationship with family and friends? Uh, well, I, I do talk about uh, lifting a lot, so they may be a little annoyed <laughs> by that. <laughs> But they have accepted me for who I am. <laughs> they they know they can uh, they can get me on tangents and and talking and uh, kind of go down the rabbit hole a little bit. But most of my friends um, who put up with that are in the same interest, so they they tend to uh, to encourage that a lot too. <laughs> um, I would right, say awesome. like yeah. I mean, I don't have any any decrease in my quality of friendships or or family ties at all because of of lifting and bodybuilding um it's a, a lot of balance a lot of balance work but it helps when they have the same interests 
Yeah, it does. And it's great to hear that you've got a lot of good support there. Um, And speaking of which, when we have the time, we like to give our guests the opportunity to give shout-outs to anyone and everyone that has helped them in their journey thus far. And we'd like to give you that opportunity right now. Oh, gosh. Um, uh, I would say as far as... uh, as far as family goes, um, shout out to Amy and Randy. <laughs> they definitely have helped the most with, uh, you know, just uh, like watching my kids so I can go to the show and, and being supportive and and uh, not letting me give up. Um, so shout out to Amy and Randy and Taylor. Um, and... I mean, my dad's been supportive. He's a little more hands-off. You know, he'll just kind of check in now and then. Um, but I appreciate that. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. And if you could give one piece of advice to a newbie natural athlete out there, what would that be? Yeah, I think we kind of touched on that already. It's just to have a growth mindset and always be um, be doing it for yourself and to be a better version of you. And whatever gets you there, if, yeah. if competing makes you a better person and makes you happy, then then do it. And if you if you find yourself um, not going in that direction, maybe take a step back. But definitely have that growth mindset and always be learning and trying to 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 try new things and and meet new people and and learn from. Everything you can. Yeah, um, I, I love that. And uh, I just want you to know that, uh, you know, we we had a question asked earlier. And it was some people that uh, feel differently. And that, you know, this is real talk. And, and you have every right to feel that way. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. But the facts don't change. You know, the, the, the facts and the science and all the data is out there. If you research it for yourself, you'll come to the same outcome and the same conclusion. If you choose not to identify that as truth, that is upon you, and I will not speak against it because that's what you think. I will shake the dust from my feet and keep it moving, and that's what we're going to do. Um, Thank you, Michelle. Great, great show. Thank you so much. Uh, It's a pleasure to have you on here, and, and thank you for all your continued support. And then thank you for being one of our avid listeners. It's, it's truly a pleasure to have a, a basically a, a combination of both and get to hear the inside and the outside of what uh, about natural bodybuilding is all about. Uh, Dad, do you have anything left to add? I just say, yeah, what he said. <laughs> so thanks so much <laughs> for being on the show tonight. It's been a joy getting to know you better, and we wish you much of everything in the future, success, wisdom, love, life, happiness, all of that great stuff. And hopefully we'll see you out there on the circuit, um, either in and the America. stands, in the seats, or behind stage. Yeah, we're on the stage. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Well, KP, I, I am going to give you your due props. We were long overdue to have a uh, roll call show tonight, and this was a good one. So thanks for getting this gal back on, well, not back on, just on the airwaves with us. Yeah. So it's good. And, you know, and it's good that I, I feel like we get a good variety of athletes, just those getting started. We have our pros and then, 
you know, folks in the middle who are transitioning and been competing a year or two, they're not beginners anymore, but they aren't quite to that pro level yet. And, you know, it just gives people a view of the journey from start yes. to finish. And I can't even say finish because it's not over. It's far from being over because you're kind of starting going through all the phases again once you're a pro, new pro, mid-pro, veteran pro. I mean, it, it just keeps going. Yes. And I also would like to give a shout-out to uh, Peter Fitchin. Uh, he and Cliff Wilson have a book coming out, and uh, I know that Michelle had referenced the seminar that he does. So he knows a lot of the inside and outs of the business, and it's nice to have that reaching the different outlets that maybe people can't reach or attain, and maybe book reading is one of the ways that we have need, have need to step up and step in and basically give people knowledge in that arena as well because there's still a lot of bro science out there, and it's nice to know we have an avenue that will take care of it. No doubt, no doubt. Um, You know, I kind of feel like you did a snickerdoodle shout-out at the beginning of the show. I did, and that's why I'm not doing it now. But, yeah, you did, you did. And, you know, you can have a little one now. Go ahead. Thank you, thank you. And it's not a donut. Yeah, not a donut. It's an actual not a donut yet, pole. but I yeah, might whip one, some be. of those up and put them in the mail. <laughs> hey, hey, I They're will gladly arrive right on your doorstep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're a hot mess, and we know it. <laughs> yes, we are. On behalf of <laughs> Kaylin, the boys with PVP Muscle, and myself, your body's a temple. So let's build it. With Snake or Doodle.